0: Welcome back. I am Kim Munson. Let's have a conversation with Rick Turnquest. Go to my website, americhicks.com, if you're not driving, and uh, pull this up, this important piece on taxes and wealth and uh, the, just the list of taxes here. It's amazing to me that we are as prosperous as we are.
1: And as generous as we are, Americans are the most generous people on earth, and we give a lot of money to charity, and that's all after-tax money, after the government's taken its its cut by force. So, um, you know, it's, and we're it, not
0: saying no taxes. We're saying limited taxes. We're
1: saying taxes should be limited to to legitimate government functions, and uh, and the best taxes are the ones that are broad-based and low rate so that everybody pays them equally. Everybody has and, skin in the game. Yep. And, uh, you know, an example of that is a sales tax and, or a business franchise tax, which are, you know, low rate, broad based um, and 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 fair to everybody. Um, now, sales taxes, you could argue, are regressive because, you know, lower income people pay more of a percentage of their income in sales taxes, uh, but it's still a broad based tax. Now, ind- individual income taxes are another thing. And if they're a flat tax like we have in Colorado, then it's more fair than if we have a what's a so-called progressive income tax which is has different tax brackets and in my blog I have a a list of all a table that shows all the tax brackets for 2019 and and so this
0: is is this Colorado? Uh, um,
1: this is the federal okay. because Colorado is a flat tax. Oh got it. Okay. And so, you know, basically what this shows is that a single person over, you know, at their two hundred four one hundred and first dollar of income, they're paying thirty five percent and and that's a th- you know over, over a third of the of the money they've earned uh, to the federal government and so you know progressive and that's one thing the the, the progressives have tried to uh, impose on us in Colorado is a progressive income tax and we used to have one when the uh, This is a little fun fact when I was digging into um, the history of taxation in Colorado. um, I learned that the last time the Democrats had full control of the state government like they do now was 1936. And in that year, they they actually passed a a bill to put an income tax on the ballot to become a part of our Constitution. And um, unfortunately, the voters of that day – Passed that. And uh, so the income tax was uh, put into our Constitution. And when it started, it was a progressive income tax. It had several different tax brackets. And over the years, uh, you know, those tax brackets changed for about the 1949 to 1959 uh, it was 10%. The top tax rate was 10%. And then uh, in 1987, the, uh, the Colorado legislature uh, passed a bill which put it at a flat 5%. Uh, The Republicans controlled the General Assembly that year, but the bill was still signed into law by a Democrat, uh, Roy Romer. And then uh, that tax rate was 5% was lowered to 4.63, which is what it is now because of Tabor. There was a Tabor surplus. They lowered the tax rate because uh, the state was collecting uh, excess revenues. And it's been at 4.63 ever since. This last session, um, Jerry Sonnenberg, I believe it was, uh, and another sponsor, I don't remember, had a bill to reduce our income tax rate to 4.49. But you know, in the progressive-controlled uh, legislature we have now, that chance didn't have a snow, snowballs <laughs> chance in Hades. So, um, but this all you know led me to. Um, I was at a I was at a LPR event uh, last year or two, and and one of our keynote speakers was Arthur Laffer, and. You know, you mentioned him at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. He's a you know renowned economist, and uh, he, along with uh, three other gentlemen, uh, wrote a book that was called "An Inquiry into the Nature and Causes of the Wealth of States." And I bought the book and didn't get around to reading it uh, until just recently when I was looking at all this Tabor and budget stuff. And I read the book, and it's just fascinating because what they do is they take a look at states that implemented an income tax subsequent to 1960 and compare them to the states that don't have it any income tax at all. And there's actually nine states in America that do not have any kind of income tax. And in every respect.
0: And if you want to move there, I'm just going to say this. If you want to move there and sell your house here, call Karen Levine at 303-877-7516. Yes, right. and, and
1: talk to Jason McBride about your uh, plans. Exactly. <laughs> so... uh so, the states that have zero income taxes uh, have fared better economically in many respects and in some cases all respects than the states that have income taxes and it 's a fascinating book and in, in in the blog post i hear I, I put in some uh, some tables that show that show that support that fact and you know chapter one of the book kind of reviews the economic results of the selected states in more detail, and just as an example you know the states that implemented the income tax uh, in post nineteen uh, sixty, they're mostly eastern states: Connecticut, New Jersey, Ohio, Rhode Island, uh, Pennsylvania, Maine, Illinois, Nebraska, Michigan, Indiana, West Virginia. That their tax rates all started at a low, you know, one percent, one and a half percent, you know, six percent, whatever. Um, and now, and without exception, their tax rates have gone up. Their population has gone down. Their gross state product has gone down, and their state and local tax revenues, ironically, have also gone down, and the quality of their public services have gone down, and the and then in the states that don't have income tax and there's another chapter where they compare nine states with income taxes to nine states that don't have income taxes. In every um, in every respect, they're doing better. They also look at uh, a couple other factors besides just taxation. Uh, they they look at um, States that have right to work laws or you know freedom to work states um, unfortunately, Colorado's not one of those states and then they also look at states that have uh, minimum wages, and the states that have uh minimum wages higher than the federal minimum wage do poorer economically than the states that don't have higher minimum wages.
0: And we're looking at a forced minimum wage hike here in Colorado.
1: Yeah, it's really unfortunate that the city of Denver has decided to make it illegal to hire entry-level workers, uh, you know, which is, you know... you know, younger people, teenagers, and and uh, disproportionately uh, minority people. So there's there's lots of studies out there that have uh, studied the effects of minimum wages. And I know there's some that say minimum wages are good, but the preponderance of of evidence is that the minimum wage increases are bad. And we've seen it in Seattle and, and other cities where restaurants uh, you know lay people off or cut hours or or go out of business altogether. And I think we're going to see that in Denver. And it's it's really just unfortunate that uh, the progressive uh, city council in Denver has, uh, has gone this direction.
0: And when we talk about young people, idle hands are the devil's workshop. And and so having a job and having some place you have to go and get that job, you know, keeps you out of trouble. That's right. And, and you know, we have a lot of
1: pathologies related to crime uh, in minority communities. And, and part of that is because those people aren't able to find jobs. Because, you know, they don't have the skills or the experience to be able to to be of value to an employer. And
0: and now they can't get that entry level job where they will learn those things.
1: And so, you know, I I went to work for minimum wage when I was a teenager in in, uh, the state of New Jersey. And I wasn't at minimum wage for long. And and, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is minimum wage jobs aren't. For people who are supporting families, it is incumbent upon us to use our minds to acquire skills and knowledge so that we can increase our value to an employer or open our own business and and create wealth that way.
0: You know, and to that point, Rick, this has gone too fast. We're just about out of time. But Jason McBride uh, had gone to a uh, convenience store one morning before he came in to co-host with me. And the guy that was working the night shift was working so hard. He uh, was cheerful. And Jason just thought he was really, really awesome. Next thing you know, a few times later when Jason goes, the guy's the manager uh, uh, or one of the managers because he was doing a job well. Mm -hmm. So your final thought.
1: Uh, My final thought is read my blog. Uh, Think about it. Please, uh Study and, and vote no on Proposition CC and, uh, and and just think about how much money you personally are paying in taxes and, and are you getting a good return on your investment.
0: And this is an important piece. The amount of work that you put into these pieces that we publish together is just amazing. So go to Americhicks.com. You can see it there. You also are, are linked on Complete Colorado. Congratulations on that as well.